Wait, did you guys hear the big maximum ride news? Oh. Uh, no, no. Okay, I'm going to read you the statement from James Patterson himself. Oh my god. (laughs) The Maximum Ride series was recently banned by the Martin County Florida School (laughs) District. Honestly, who would want Maximum Ride banned from schools? On what possible grounds? What do the majority of parents in Martin County think of this arbitrary and borderline absurd decision? Assigned James Patterson. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow, school is out forever. (laughs) And welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and today I have been genetically recombined with a bird that also has a superpower. (laughs) How much of you? Oh, only 2%. Thanks for asking. (laughs) The bird with a superpower that I have been genetically recombined with today is <laughs> a dissolving vampire <laughs> swan. Ooh, nice. Just to do a callback. <laughs> That's a good one. One of those vampire swans. Yeah. Named Bella. Named Bella. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> Who I guess dissolves. Maybe I'm. She dissolves. Yeah, maybe I'm swimming in garlic water. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yuck. Yuck. (laughs) Anyway, that's my superpower and bird. What about you guys? My name's Sam, and today I am genetically recombined to be 2% accurate barnacle swan. (laughs) Wow, two swans. Also a swan. Wow, Wow, amazing. Accurate. Yeah. accurate barnacle. A biblically accurate barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my god, that's horrifying. Listen, we're all biologists and we all know the biology fact about barnacles. <laughs> Is that biblically accurate? I mean, maybe. I, I mean, it's biologically accurate, so... It's biologically yep. accurate, so it's probably not biblically accurate is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, probably, probably not. What about the last one of you? Anyway, I'm also here. My name is Hannah, and today 2% of me is a literate flower swift. Wow, literate? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good superpower to have. It's a good superpower Aww. for a bird. <laughs> yeah. I love the idea of if the three of us just wore those birds, just two giant swans and one little flower swift. One little <laughs> tiny little bird standing on a flower reading the newspaper. Yeah. Telling you, you all know. the news while you dissolve and... Be accurate. Oh, yes. I was like, uh... <laughs> what was the other one? <laughs> accurate, you know. Yeah, be ac- look at things so pointedly. So good. Well, the reason we are recombined with birds with superpowers this week, as always, <laughs> I guess recently only, is because we are reading Maximum Ride, the aforementioned banned book. <laughs> How about you guys tell us what happened in the four chapters that we read this week? I know we say it over and over again, but this time I truly mean it when I say... Nothing happened in chapter 29 <laughs> and 30. Like, 
nothing. Chapter 29 opens with Max finding Ella's house. She tells her she was shot and Ella rushed her inside to get her mom. And the whole time Max is debating giving up and then just like flying away. So that's that's all that happened. And then chapter 30 brings us back to the gas man and Iggy who have laid all of their traps for the erasers except big boy the bomb. And now they're just waiting until they come and their traps wreck havoc on them. Wreak havoc on them, some would say. Some. Some like Iggy. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So. Eventful. Yes. Well, when I opened chapter 31, my immediate and honest reaction was, wow, it's so long. My guy, it is two pages. This book... This book is ruining me. Yeah. It is good that it's long because we have Max being forced to let her guard down and accept help and to show someone who isn't her family her wings for the first time. Luckily, Ella's mom is a vet, which is hilarious. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But also she is just like really nice and lovely. And it is a shame that none of the other adults in Max's life are like that. And then from that like lovely emotional scene, we get back to the disaster duo in chapter 32, (laughs) where Iggy and the gas man are perched in a pine tree to get a bird's eye view of the eraser's Hummer hitting their oil slick on the road and being catapulted into a ditch. At which point the erasers punch through the window for some reason to escape. And then the troublesome twosome pull back to plan phase two, which for some reason they haven't already thought about by this point so really in these four chapters we had like one good one i would say wow yeah i agree i mean good (laughs) is subjective okay yes we'll get there i thought it was great (laughs) (laughs) i'm shocked no let's start at the beginning (laughs) i mean really sam's right (laughs) nothing happened in this chapter uh (laughs) okay but no i need to i need to talk about this okay Okay. because I don't like this line and this this exact thing that happens in this chapter is the reason so many women have grown up and do not ask for help because this is what was fed to us as young adults when you have, well, actually, I guess I need help. Those words had never left my lips before. Thank God Jeb wasn't here to see me doing something so incredibly boneheaded and weak. Yeah. Oh my God. And as our resident bringing up... Things that uh, are emotionally traumatizing and, you know, the whole thing I did in Twilight of manipulative (laughs) behavior and such. This is not okay. And having a main character so obviously go forth saying this kind of thing that asking for help is a sign of weakness is so toxic and that this is an impression left on all of the young women reading this book is so, 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 so wrong. And I think it should be banned just for that because women (laughs) deal with enough shit They should be allowed to ask for help and not made to feel guilty their entire lives that asking for help makes them weak. Okay, genuine question. Yes. Do you think there is validity in that Max has been made to feel this way very clearly by the sentence by Jeb? Oh, yeah, that's my point. Having, but like, so the book having this representation of someone who has been made to feel this way and maybe won't feel this way later. is important what do you think (laughs) no because i i don't think the age range at which this targets Mm -hmm. has the on to put it bluntly the emotional intelligence to see it that way they're not seeing it as the manipulation they're seeing it as oh max can't be weak so i can't be weak either at least that's how i think it would so because this is how this is exactly how i was 
until mm-hmm. I had a mental breakdown and then <laughs> realized that, you know what, asking for help isn't a weakness. And like, I literally almost destroyed myself over this exact attitude. So, and then because I read these books where women asking for help was made out to be like the worst thing that they could possibly do and that they had to put on this strong face in order to succeed and be successful and to live the lives that like they need to live or whatever. So I don't know if I'm going to agree with that because I think I'm a victim of this. (laughs) Right. I was just thinking that specifically this book, we know that Jeb ends up being fully a bad guy. Oh, yeah. And I seem to recall, like, obviously, Max has a lot of toxic (laughs) behavior like this. Yeah. But I seem to recall it becoming a full pivot where everything he's ever told her, she, like, starts to question and or disagree with. You know, like, she tries to, she begins to fully distance herself from everything that he has ever said to her. And if that happens, then yeah. Great. Yeah. But if all we see is the main female protagonist like this being like, asking for help is weak. I can't show that I'm suffering in front of the boy I like. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Like, I have to be all of this, this, this. Yeah. Just perpetuates a lot of the things I think girls are brought up having to think. And yeah, if this goes into that... Sure. I'll give that, I'll give this another take. My only issue is that if this doesn't get resolved in like the first book and that's like an overarching thing that happens over the entire series, it's still going to leave that like bad message just because a lot of people are going to only read book one. So it's like my only thing with it. But again, I am very personally attacked by this (laughs) and triggered because again, this is something I was brought up believing. And so I just don't, like seeing it in media anymore because I know what it did to me and Mm -hmm. I just don't want it to do that to other young girls anymore. Yep. So yeah, that's valid. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting how like people interpret things differently because that is, I'm not trying to say that I disagree with anything you're saying. When I read this, I was like, this is such like toxic masculinity of her because to me, the message of like asking for help or leaning on other people is weak is something that I see an experience directed as or directed towards men yes yeah, for sure towards women mm-hmm. but again that's been colored by my own experiences yeah where like i mean i don't like asking for help because i'm a nut but <laughs> not because <laughs> oh i still struggle <laughs> with it don't you worry <laughs> oh i know yeah you do <laughs> goes to work without crutches in a clearly sprained ankle (laughs) i'm just trying to drive you to work with your sprained ankle please so basically this is the summary is this is a bad message regardless of who's getting it and hopefully soon we'll see max start to turn that around yeah and like i said if that does happen then yeah all for it i do support it and i think uh it leaves a good message that she learns from it and that's great i just honestly don't remember this book okay not to be that guy (laughs) but like i'm just saying big same energy vibes from a court of thorns and roses (laughs) i was just thinking that like the very first like throne of glass number one oh yeah right like and so both i like and well i was also thinking the hunger games again the first oh yeah yeah oh yeah like they're all all the same yeah all of these books same exact thing yep like Mm -hmm. and that's 
sitting here without having thought about it for longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it's like, again, Maximum Ride is not a great book. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're taking issue with this part, well, like Sam said, it needs to be a bigger, you know, taking issue yeah, it's with definitely the whole a bigger conversation. <laughs> oh. Geared towards young adult women specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and that's more what I meant too. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That like it's it is everywhere. It's not just yep. this book. It's just <laughs> yeah. that you don't see it so obvious in a lot of books, right? Like a lot of it can be more subtle, whereas this was like just blank in your face that yeah. asking for weakness makes you weak and dumb is like essentially asking what it help. was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that what? <laughs> so, what did I say? You said asking for weakness. <laughs> oh, asking for weakness. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Asking, asking for, for weakness help. makes you help. Uh, <laughs> That's what I thought was gonna happen. No, fine. but it is it is an entire issue with the the genre. And again, this is how I was brought up, and it's just yeah. I, I think it's I think it's an issue with all of them. And like, yeah, Throne of Glass, Akatar, Hunger Games. I, I love all of those books, but they do all the exact same thing. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure if I just looked at my bookshelf, I'd be like, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All of them. Also, like Hannah said, this ties, when we were talking about, yeah, like, lone wolf mentality, lone hero, Mm -hmm. is also very, like, when you first brought this up, before I realized it was not an appropriate moment to make a joke, I was going to be like, well, you see, Jeb is an alpha, and... (laughs) oh God. that's why he thinks this yeah and, but yeah it's like that mentality of like oh the alpha dudes just yeah lead, like lead alone and it's yeah. like well yeah again humans are pack animals mm-hmm. yeah but hawks are not <laughs> so maybe actually max is right well could be. i'm sure like also with max and with like Farah and katniss and everyone else the hyper self-reliance is a trauma response, right? Yeah. 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 Which is easy enough to see as an adult, but again, like mm. as a child reading it, you're like, oh yeah, if you want to be cool like Max, then you have to be self-sufficient and not boneheaded and weak. Yeah. Which again will get resolved, I assume. But Oh it still. just occurred to me that Uh oh. Max yeah. is probably like this because she's the oldest. Yeah. yeah. And so there exactly. literally was no one yeah. around to yeah. help her for a period of time. Yeah, oh, no, no, like she's she's been parentified, right? Like yeah. as a child, she is yes. the one who has to know everything. So her response to life is going to be I have to know everything. I can't ask for help because there's no one to ask and everybody is looking to me to know everything. Fang is the same age, right? Yeah, they're like a couple months apart. Yeah. yeah. So I, I fully agree, but, and that's 100% what's happening. And this is again also exemplifying the eldest woman being mm. put in that parent yeah. role in yeah. contrast yeah. to the eldest boy. I let them skate by on the fact that they do say that Fang is like a couple months younger, which again mm. doesn't make a big difference. <laughs> but no. if they had made Max in charge and she was a couple months younger, I would have actually flipped a table. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, I accept no. That. <laughs> but again, if she she's doing this as her trauma response, it's just it would. It, I wish it had more leaned into them 
using each other, you know, like yeah, relying on yeah. each other rather than Max thinking she had to do all of this on her own and Fang just being there and her feeling like she can't share any of this. And I think it goes back to also Hannah's point of toxic masculinity. And it's almost like, like neither of them share their feelings with each other. Like neither mm-hmm. of them, like I'm sure that they help each other in different ways, but a lot of that is probably not the emotional yeah. help that they need. Yeah. So because I mean, yeah, yeah. It, we've seen in the recent chapters, at least, like Fang doesn't need to be prompted to take care of no the other no. kids. No. Like he is making sure. <laughs> oh my god, male hawks bring food to the females, <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one carrying all the food. He's anyway, got all the canned um, ravioli, he's all the canned he's ravioli, all the ravioli and chocolate bars. <laughs> Uh, Get you a guy <laughs> who brings you a can ravioli. Who will carry you a backpack full of ravioli uh, for you. <laughs> he will bring you food and be quiet. Honestly, my <laughs> ideal man. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Well. Well, anyway, sorry. I think my <laughs> ideal man would also be a bird. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's the wings for me. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to make friends with a crow who sometimes brings me, like, bottle caps and loonies that it finds on the ground. <laughs> Honestly, if the crow could bring me whole cans of ravioli, that would be amazing. Oh my god. Do you think <laughs> I the crow can bring me, like, it. takeout sushi? Yeah. Just, <laughs> can you just go bring me food? Wow. Anyway, we got off the rails at the end there, but... Super off the rails. <laughs> or maybe in yeah. the beginning, who knows? I feel like Sam was on the rails, and then, as usual... <laughs> the other two <laughs> i was just angry and i wanted to voice my opinion and yeah i think reason. that's an important thing yeah to yeah even though our target audience isn't the ones that would be affected by this because they don't think 13 to 15 16 year old girls are probably listening to this but that's fine i'll get the message out somehow yeah, but that's yeah. okay. We can tweet without context that we think books should be banned. Um, and people will get it because they'll read this, they'll listen to this episode. Yeah. Please don't do that. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. No. Oh, no. I'm not ready no, to I'm be cancelled just yet. Just yet from our Maybe later. active listeners. Uh, anyway, that was good. That was good. Thank you for listening to my feminist rage. Is there a little bit of redemption in the fact that Ella lives in an all-female household. There is no dad involved. Yeah. But her mom is great. <laughs> I like that. Unless she was a vet. Oh, I guess that's skipping ahead a little bit. Um, yeah, but we'll get yeah, there we'll shortly. Get there. <laughs> I mean, we could maybe talk about the two chapters that are connected to each other. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, we're skipping to chapter 31. Let's yeah. do it. The fact that Ella's mom is a vet is the thing that I've been waiting for. <laughs> Oh my god! For you guys to see, because we get a bunch of chapters of the vet talking wow. about Max bird stuff. That's great. I did laugh out loud when Max found out that she was a vet. Yeah, it was good. It was really funny. It was good. Classic. I remember when I was. I think it was when I was reading this book, or maybe when I was like rereading it a couple years later, that I was like oh, this is so silly, you know, like, vets don't do human doctoring. It's, like, fully different. And then I worked at an aquarium yeah. for five years where yeah. people would just kind of, like, ask the vet health questions. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. like, if you think about it, if you think mm-hmm. about it, human doctors about it. only know how, need to know how to take care of one species. 
Yeah. Whereas like a vet needs to be able to apply her knowledge to anything that she comes across. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including vertebrates and including mammals. A Therefore, lot of mammals, usually. <laughs> not Sometimes at our aquarium. But not at our aquarium. No, I definitely did like take my lobsters to the vet a few times and she knew what to do with them. And I feel just as confident that if I had taken myself to her, she probably would have known what to do with me also. <laughs> or she would have known where to look it up and what the words mean. <laughs> yeah, you which know? is half the battle. <laughs> anyway, yeah, our vet is great. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying our as if. <laughs> yeah. She's still I great. I have been there in like six years. She's still, <laughs> yeah. I said is. <laughs> She's still wonderful. But anyway, this vet, this vet in this book is also good. <laughs> yeah. Just She's as good. Fun. She has such good, good mom energy, not overwhelming mom energy, but she's like, okay, there's like something going on here. I'm just going to be kind and professional with this extremely traumatized, injured bird child. Okay, I do have one note against her. Oh no. Oh, okay. And it's because Ella (laughs) walks in and it's like, wow, this is the girl I was telling you about. She saved me, but they shot her. And Ella's mom says, oh Oh, no. (laughs) I had the same thought. (laughs) What? Huh? Like, Ella doesn't specify that Max told her it only grazed her. Like, she just says they shot her. And Ella's mom is like, oh no, come in. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. I remember me losing my the mind. Same thing. Okay, so what would you have preferred her to say? Because that didn't flag to me as a bad reaction. <laughs> well, I wanted panic. Had... Yeah. Well, not like. But she's I... a medical professional. She can't panic. But you just had a random kid come into your house saying you got shot. <laughs> yeah, and her first response is, "Do you want me to call your parents?" Like, yeah, like she should be saying, "Like she says, oh no." <laughs> yeah, we've already had several taking the Lord's name in vain. So I just think she could have been like, oh my god, are you okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just more like, urgency. I mean, sit down, you know? She can probably see, like, Max is standing and speaking to her incoherent, so she can probably infer that, like, okay, this is probably not, you know, a mortal injury. But is this also but- used to demonstrate how... Not yeah, I guess complacent Americans are to guns, <laughs> to gun yeah. violence. Because like she's so nonchalant. Yeah, she is nonchalant. Because like just to the ending of chapter twenty nine, Ella uh-huh. is like, oh my god, is that blood? Mom, mom, this girl needs help. Mm, true. <laughs> she's like she was shot. The segue. <laughs> her mom's like, oh no. All right, oh, here. No. How about I call your parents? Like, okay, hold <laughs> and on. And Max is like, absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. I think, like, to Hannah's point, though, I think this is what you were trying to say, Hannah, is, like, as a medical professional, yeah, she has to have a certain amount of professionalism yeah. and, like, calm behavior when stuff like this happens. But I just think, like, if you're a mother and there's a kid that comes into your house <laughs> being like, you just got just shot. Got shot. You just got shot. I just expect a little bit more urgency and surprise to it. A fourteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, that's that's my one concern. But then after that, <laughs> she's good. I forgot about that until you brought it up, and I was uh... like, "Yeah, I had the exact same thought." <laughs> yeah, yeah. But otherwise, she's great. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think she's great. Yeah, she like doesn't even like ten out of ten doesn't even address Max being like. Please don't call parents or the police. Like, yeah. She's like, cool, great. 
yeah help the kid first and deal with that later yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just sort of makes the puts the pieces together <laughs> yeah when max like it's not explicit in the text because i don't know if max realizes what's happening but she is very clearly either having or on the verge of a panic attack while this is happening oh yeah, yeah. Yep. So the mom is probably like, okay, I need to keep this child calm. Like, we're just going to be, like, get her some juice. We're going to sit down and we're going to, like, talk in a nice, calm voice and be nice and gentle. Like, that's sort of what I got out of this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I kind of wish we knew what was going on in the mom's head because I think- Yeah, if only Angel was here. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, you're right. She might have been, like, internally freaking out and she might have just been like, I need to maintain all composure to keep this random child- um yeah yeah i every part of that yes except for the oh no the oh no is not oh no <laughs> uh, well, not enough it's not enough. so it's, it's it's neither calm enough nor panicked no, enough, enough. <laughs> that's my opinion but uh-huh. you guys can have different ones <laughs> that's okay i mean i was mostly on the same side of no, you. Thank you yes. no that's i agree i did write to my note about that i just wrote uh ella mom because i don't know her name (laughs) yeah yeah she's just ella's mom in my notes also yeah did max put her shirt over her wings in a previous chapter it's hard to say (laughs) i mean she had a windbreaker but but this is what we were asking where we weren't sure if the all their clothes had wing holes in them yeah so no like Maybe at some point during the last several hours, she's been, like, walking and hiding. She put her sweater on over her wings. That's sort of what I was thinking. But, yeah. but also, like, her shoulder and her wing joint are hurt. So taking off a sweater and then putting it back on, especially if it's, like, a pullover, yeah. would be really difficult for her. To the point yeah. where, like, Ella's mom cuts it off instead of trying to get her to take it off. Mm-hmm. And so is her sweater just the same color as her wing? <laughs> Maybe? No, her sweater's blue. Right. And yeah, because like brown. It's only once she takes the sweater off, Ella's mom, I mean, that yeah. she sees the wings. Or maybe she just assumed they were part of the shirt, but it seems like it was under the shirt. It does seem like it was under the shirt. So maybe Han- maybe Hannah's right and they are just like a flap on the back. Maybe. You know? I thought that was a stupid idea, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. <laughs> Maybe they have those, like, magnetic closures, like, you can get for babies or, like, people with motor disabilities that just Mm -hmm. have, like, instead of buttons or something, they just magnetize closed. But then why would she have to cut it? Well, because Ella's mom doesn't know that the sweater is magnetic. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. They would have to be specifically altered probably by Iggy. (laughs) Probably by Iggy. (laughs) Probably by Iggy. Who made them out of someone's alarm clock. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I also like that Max is, like... Hi, I'm Max. Wait, shit. I should have given a fake name. And I'm like, yeah. you just said Max. <laughs> There's yeah, like Max, a bazillion like, people. <laughs> Don't worry about it, bud. Although the wings. yeah, The wing kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think even a fake name with wings <laughs> is your yeah. kind of. <laughs> yeah. The wing kind of makes your name a non-issue, I yeah. would say. Unless you wanted to be like, oh, I'm Fang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm one of the other ones. <laughs> I'm some other bird kid. If you've yeah. heard of me, I'm not Max. I'm definitely one of the others. Nope. <laughs> one of the others who look nothing like me. <laughs> uh-huh. My name is Angel. I just grew up. <laughs> yeah, real fast. 
so fast. I know you said it's like she's having a panic attack probably in this chapter, but yeah. I do want you to know that a fear response in birds is to just freeze. <laughs> yeah, that checks. Oh, well, the freezing wasn't the... The line that mostly made me think of that is that Max said she's practically hyperventilating, feeling lightheaded and kind of tunnel visiony, which is very... Right, yeah. Very panic attacky. <laughs> or blood loss. <laughs> True. Yep. Or both. <laughs> or both. Probably both. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, Max is not yeah. having a good time, and I'm... She's having a really hard time. I'm just so happy that this mom is nice to her. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Listen, you know how much I appreciate a competent mm-hmm. adult mm-hmm. <laughs> in yep. kids' literature? I am so happy that Ella's mom is here. Yeah. This is my favorite chapter so far. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, Ella's mom... Seeing the wing, which we'll get to in a moment, I'm sure. And they have the whole, like, oh my god, what is going on with this wing? And then Ella's mom just says, okay, we have to clean the wound. When was the last time you had a tetanus shot? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> That's so, yeah. like, sweet and wholesome. Yeah. My, notes, <laughs> my note says, an adult being nice to her makes Max cry. Oh my god, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I was like, oh, poor Aww. Max. This mom is so nice. <laughs> Birds can get tetanus, so this is a valid oh, question. No. Yeah. Wait, they can? They, they can't? can. They can. Oh, they can. They, okay. Yes. Oh, Affirmative. Okay. So, so can humans, which... Yeah. Possibly more relevantly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she does need a tetanus shot. Confirmed. I wonder if she would have gotten one at the school. Oh. Uh... Like, I wonder... I wonder yeah. what the vaccination regimen would have been for these bird kids. It would either be a lot or none. Or none. But I don't yeah. I don't know which way I'm leaning. <laughs> well, especially if they were handed over as babies. Did they get their baby vaccines? Oh, true. Yeah, baby vaccines. And then yeah. I don't think tetanus is a baby vaccine. What? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, does that mean Angel hasn't had her baby vaccines? Uh-oh. Oh no. Max, vaccinate your child. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was one of the criterias. You just had to have your unvaccinated baby. Oh my god. Show up. I mean, it might be because you wouldn't know how an immune system would react with more stuff in it. To That's true. Yeah. Genetic to recombination. Genetic recombination. Probably. Okay. Anyway, how about them wings, eh? Or I guess yeah. that wing. <laughs> yeah. It was yep. described very strangely. It made it ha- I had a very weird visual image while reading this. It's- Max's physiology it gets progressively weirder. Yeah. It felt like there was like a divot in the skin. It says that like Ella's mom is taking off Max's sweater and her fingers skim along the edge of her wing where it folds and tucks into an indentation next to her spine between her shoulder and her waist. Yeah. What? <laughs> and they have like huge ass wings. How could it possibly fold up that small? I mean, that's listen, yeah. I... <laughs> I'm still feeling good about my ladybug theory. I mean, bird wings are like 2% arm, (laughs) right? Like, it's all feathers. Yeah. Yeah, but if you had wings as big as they do... Yeah, the bones would still be long. Yeah, I was like, could they bend down to be that small, but also that short? Because it's only between her shoulder and her hip? And they're Maybe she is extremely long torsoed. <laughs> That's the only, but even st- I know, yeah, because like right now I'm thinking on my own body, and I don't have a torso. Um. 
Flags I'm, ahead. I'm quite literally <laughs> all a little Fred, Fresno monster. Yeah. No. Um, if you saw where my hips are, this would all make sense. Um, my torso <laughs> is minimal, so wings would not fit. That's so fair. I'm struggling. Like, does she fold her bones in half. Like that's yeah. yeah. The because the actual arm yeah fits would fit. I believe in like folded up in between your shoulder and i'm like trying to fold my arm against my back i guess it does kind of work yeah but like the issue is with the feathers yeah all of the feathers because like birds don't have mobility in their quote-unquote hand necessarily like they wouldn't be able to twist if you think of like folding your fingers in like they can't do that and so max's the the long like primary feathers at that make up like the longest the furthest out tip of the wing those wouldn't be able to like like those would only be able to pivot at the wrist which would have them pointing down yeah and i feel like like what's what's 13 <laughs> divided by three folds <laughs> maybe her maybe her wings are tucked into her pants maybe her wings come out of her head <laughs> I bet she just has her feathers tucked into her pants. Like that's the only possible solution because the if if she means the arm folds into her back, that's fine. But if the feathers also fit there, then she does not have thirteen foot wings. But like the physiology of the indentation next to her spine is also interesting to me. So I was trying to figure. I was trying to think about that also because yeah, it's mm-hmm. like what the hell. But mm-hmm. I was thinking because birds have that spot for their wings kind of but it's because right. they have feathers mm-hmm. and so i was thinking that it might be because max has like hella more muscles yeah that the yeah. muscles the muscles are just configure, big. yeah in a way that leaves like a gap along her spine <laughs> yeah yeah it is a thing in deep diving cetaceans like sperm whales and i think um several of the beaked whales that when they dive they tuck the pectoral fins which would be kind of equivalent to their wings um Mm -hmm. into little like pockets against their sides so that the Mm -hmm. fins are completely flush with the body for or to increase their uh hydrodynamicism yeah so it could be something like that but if that was the case it would make more sense for them to have pockets in the front for their human arms for their human arms because humans are not very aerodynamic (laughs) they're not Maybe she can tuck her human arms yeah. into the indentations next to her spine when she's flying. <laughs> and they just all have hypermobile shoulders. Maybe you need to be 5% <laughs> bird to have that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not enough bird in there. Yeah, because like, I think we mentioned, I've mentioned this before, where the in birds, the all the wing muscles go down around the front mm-hmm. of their chest. None of them attach in the back. Mm-hmm. So like, if Max had those muscles, then she'd have like, yeah, extremely powerful shoulders and like the sides of her rib cage yeah. would be the buff. Delts? Is that delts? <laughs> I don't know where the delts are. I think that's on your back, isn't is it? That, is that a back thing? Is it a butt thing? Where are uh, delts? You can tell I go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. There's a shoulder. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is it back? I think it's like your shoulder blades, isn't it? It's a shoulder one. Yeah, that sounds right. So I'm still correct, but that's not the muscle I thought I was <laughs> referring to. Right, but it's not the ones on the side of the ribcage. 
which muscle around I don't think ribs. <laughs> aren't those intercostals? Intercostal muscles? Yeah. But that's within Yeah. Like I don't think there are muscles okay, on top anyway. of the ribs really. Anyway, but Max has them because she's a bird. Uh, yeah, because she's a bird. And so then that would make like more surface area. <laughs> but the, there wouldn't be any muscles on the back really. So you could put your wings in there. You could put your wings in there. Yeah. Fold them up like a little accordion. That's the word. <laughs> I don't know. I am now enjoying the idea that Max like fell into her ditch on top of some poison ivy and was like, man, this sucks. You know what I should do? I should take off my sweater, tuck my wings into my pants and then put my sweater back on. Yes. Yeah. And not mention it. <laughs> and just, yeah, go with it. Yeah. You know, that's fine. I mean, it's smart to do that. To hide your wings if you lose your windbreaker. It's true. This must have been done on purpose, right? Yeah, but I don't know when. <laughs> it must have been engineered in them on purpose so that they could oh, the masquerade yeah. as full humans. Yes, sorry. The ability to hide their wings against their body. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would agree. That would make logical sense. God, can you imagine the brainstorming meetings <laughs> before they made <laughs> I... these bird kids? I don't like to think about that. Oh my god. Like, I, I, I hate that. Like, I don't... What features would you put in a bird kid? <laughs> yeah, that, I, I don't like that. I feel like, based on how they are testing Angel. Yeah. I feel like stuff like this wasn't planned. It just ended up being that way. Like, you know how... But that makes less sense. But, like, <laughs> so your body can, like, develop in weird ways. If you're all, you know, like if you walk weird or like if you really your body can change to match something. So maybe when they were first genetically engineered, they didn't have these spots in their back. But then if you fold your wings up against it every single time, like and they fold tightly in and that's the only way you can hold them, then like your body isn't going to develop stuff there, especially like they're not flying all the time. They're walking most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. So their wings are usually pulled in. Good point. You know? So maybe that? That's fair. Anyway, a lot of thoughts. Maybe in a chapter coming up, we might get some insight. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah? That sounds a little foreshadowy. Who could know? Yeah, it sounds like you might know. Yeah, it sounds sounds like like you know. Somebody thought it was the coolest shit. Oh. (laughs) When they were 15. Okay, yeah. Anyway. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's talk about the... Iggy and Gasman chapters. Yes, I would love to talk about Iggy and Gasman. Great, that makes they one are. Of us. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's just that like Gasman is a little bundle of joy, and Iggy is a pedantic little shit in a mm. way that I appreciate. Yeah, they don't do much. No, but, but they were right. They were right that the erasers were nearby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I guess points to them. Yeah. There is a sad little scene where they're like working on their booby traps and the gas man is like, man, I hope that Angel's already been rescued and Max and Angel and everyone else are on their way home and everybody's okay. It's like, uh. Yeah, that one hurt a little. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, nope. (laughs) We're only a quarter of the way into the book. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. Not yet. And then he imagines Angel lying dead on a slab while people around her lecture about her unusual bone structure. Yeah. 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 Like, that's that's a really detailed, gruesome image for an eight-year-old. That sucks. I was yeah. going to say, does that have anything to do with 
the, the fact, fact that, that Angel is eleven. Angel is number eleven. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, sure could, huh? Sure could. Sure could. Ugh. Great normal stuff. What a bummer. What a bummer. I didn't have like specific notes about these chapters very much, but for I just thought that <laughs> in the second Iggy Gasman chapter, I was like, man, you know what would have been cool is if all of these chapters were from Iggy's POV. Yeah. yeah. You know, like way more interesting. Yeah, because it would have mixed it up. It, we would have gotten like instead of just being like, oh, and one of them's blind, representation, whatever. You know, yeah. it's like, well, maybe we should have the blind character be the POV, and then these chapters are Gasman describing yeah. everything that's happening, and Iggy, like, you know, taking in context clues and like the other ways that he experiences the world to like build this these two chapters for us. You know? Yeah. I just thought that well, would have like- been better. <laughs> It would have, I agree that it would have been better. And like Iggy uh, is the one who leads them home and then mm-hmm. like leads them off to the cabin afterwards. Yeah. It's like, okay, so he can't see. So he can't see landmarks. And then he presumably also can't see the magnetic field. But he clearly is very easily able to navigate this familiar environment. Yeah. And I am curious to know how he does it. Yeah, like I think we do get Iggy chapters eventually because we've gotten Nudge, we've gotten Gasman. I know gotten... he definitely gets them in one of one or yeah. more of the other books. I don't know about I don't remember this one specifically. I think it takes a weirdly long time to get Fang POV, but um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, like I don't know. I I feel like yeah, we're trying to get we're supposed to get all of these insights into all the different characters, I guess. That's why the different POVs. Mm-hmm. But Gasman energy is pretty similar to nudge energy it is in that they're both like very sweet and like a bundle of joy and just want everyone to be okay and are like have this young idealistic thought even while they're traumatized (laughs) yeah iggy is like he's the one who builds all the stuff comes up with all the ideas he like corrects gasman's gasm Gasman. You keep I doing can't that. Say his name. <laughs> Do keep doing that. I don't know why. <laughs> he keeps correcting Gasman's language and like is clearly the leader among the two of them. Gets super impatient if Gasman doesn't describe what's happening quickly enough. And like maybe this is my residual. I was really interested in Iggy as a kid mm-hmm. coming through. Mm-hmm. But like I feel like there's a lot going on in there and we're just not really getting it. Yeah. Yeah. And I almost feel like maybe it's because it would be harder to write yeah. <laughs> blind characters from a blind character's perspective, you know? Like, how, yeah. how do you make that easy for a young audience? Like, well, you're already writing words <laughs> with yeah. <your> visuals. <laughs> well, he's also, I thought you were going to say, like, he's portrayed as the smartest oh. of them all and, like, the yeah. most like tech savvy and like most capable with his hands Mm -hmm. and it's really hard to write a really smart character if you are not a really smart person yeah which is not a knock against the ghostwriter yeah yeah i have have no idea what she's like maybe she is very smart but like i feel like it would be easy to try to make up what it's like to experience the world without seeing it than it is to try to make up what it's like to experience the world as someone incredibly intelligent yeah maybe i'm wrong well, yeah. Yeah. No, you're probably right. 
I don't know. But because this way you could just be like, yeah, Iggy knows, but the gas man doesn't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, how did sure. they make a bomb? Like, ah, Iggy did it with the internet. It's like, okay, well. Yeah. You'd think the gas man would be used to like immediately tr- starting to describe things, you know? Yeah. He keeps like forgetting that Iggy's blind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He'll like shake his head and then Iggy will like wait for a verbal response to a question. It's like, my dude, you have known this kid for your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they go to do plan two, phase two yeah, of phase plan. Two. Mm-hmm. They have to go make up phase two. And I'm like, you made all of these booby traps. You made a bomb and gave it a name. And you did not stop to think about what happens after the traps are boobied. <laughs> yeah. The traps are boobied. Okay. But didn't they not know that... Like, didn't they set up the traps before they knew that the erasers were there? It does. It is written like that, which is super weird. Yeah. So maybe they hadn't made a phase two because they were like, we don't even know if they're there. (laughs) You'd think they would have, like, gone out and done recon. Although we are talking about, what, like, an eight and a 14-year-old boy. They probably got a little bit too excited and were like, we're going to make all of these traps? Yeah. And then they made all the traps and they're like, yeah, let's put out all these traps. And then... It occurred to them that they needed to figure out <laughs> where the yeah. enemies were. Like, oh yeah, we forgot. Oh yeah, now what? We're too excited making booby traps. We can't set more traps because they know we're here. Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing their I'm best. Looking at Iggy being like an asshole. Like <laughs> in chapter 32, the gas man is like narrating as the Humvee approaches towards the oil slick trap that they made. And Iggy's like, "Mm, they're not practicing safe driving habits. I hope they're wearing seatbelts. Not. (laughs) (laughs) Such a 2004 burn. (laughs) He's so petty. (laughs) (laughs) Not. (laughs) Not. (laughs) (laughs) What a book. And then they punch the window out. Then the erasers punch the window out. Because (laughs) they're super muscular evil guys. So instead of just like going out the door or the sunroof or whatever they punch out the window you gotta gotta don't humvees have like intense windows also i have no idea well that's how you know they're very strong i guess i guess i think so yeah sure oh god yeah those are like the military yeah oops wow the erasers must be so strong and powerful and amazing oh my god yeah yeah, and then we just watch Gasman come to terms with the fact that he is okay with people dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how I'd feel about the erasers being actually dead. And then it's like, oh, they took Angel. I guess they could die. <laughs> like, cool cool right. eight-year-old. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> fun, I guess. And then they're going to go to the old cabin. Do you think... That's a different house from the one they live in? I think so. It sounds like probably. Yeah. Because otherwise they would say, let's go home. Yeah. For a minute. Yeah. I wonder where the old cabin is. Yeah. I'm I'm feeling like it's that house was built. Yeah. The cantilever house. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's probably like just a shack (laughs) where they lived until the house was done. I feel like that also who built this house i wonder yeah like i'm getting vibes that it was jeb slash the school specifically to give them this out in the world time but like if they stayed at the cabin while the house was being built what did jeb tell the kids and who 
was sent to build the house. Maybe the kids don't know that it was built. Like, they think it was just there. Like, I don't think the old cabin is at the house. Oh, so you think, like, they were at the cabin and then Jeb was like, I found a house. And they went to the house? Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what I think. Or Jeb was like, I built it and they were all ten. And they were like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds right. Jeb's a manipulative little shit. Those kids would have believed anything he said. <laughs> yeah, true. Unfortunately, you don't even, you'll have to be that manipulative to trick a ten-year-old in exactly. An yeah, yeah. Yep. I assume. We, you know, maybe we'll find out. <laughs> maybe we'll find out. Speaking of that, shall we guess what happens next? Oh yeah, let's. Yeah, let's do that. Chapter thirty-three starts with. <laughs> Uh, perhaps an answer. 80 years ago, loggers had used a makeshift cabin <laughs> nearby as a base during logging season. <laughs> ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Alright, problem solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. I'm guessing it's kind gonna of. just be a page and we're gonna <laughs> yeah. learn about the cabin. Yeah, wow. they're gonna get to the cabin and then and that's nothing it. else. Yeah. Wow. Iggy Great will have guesses, some like everybody. devastating statement to make about it. It yeah. smells like piss. I don't know. What do 14-year-old <laughs> boys say? <laughs> Probably, Probably that. Yep. Probably exactly that. <laughs> it smells like blockhead dumbass or whatever. <laughs> yeah. the other one. This yeah. smells like Max's socks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, chapter 34. Nudge woke up four times before she finally rolled over and pried her eyes open. These are good sentences. Yeah, very <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Nudge and Fang are still with the Hawks, huh? <laughs> well, I-, I think it's just the next morning from when we last saw them, but it just feels like a little while since. No, but they've been. That means they've been there for two days. Uh, they... I, think- I don't think they woke up. I think they flew into. Yeah, they the had cave a nap. And- they. Um... No, I think this is the nap. Like I think they arrived mm. and then went through the cave to the other side. Yeah. Saw the birds. Yes. Waited, and, and then. then- Yes. So okay, this so is this is night day one. Two. Yeah. yeah. They passed out into four different chapters later. <laughs> different chapters, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that they're waking up and are gonna like, uh, we should go find Max. But I guess we'll yeah, see. I'm still a little put off by the fact that they are taking this rescue mission so nonchalantly. <laughs> it's quite concerning. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Okay. Chapter thirty five. I woke up warm, dry, bandaged, and safe. Max. Max. At Ella's house. That's that's nice. See, asking for help can help you be safe. (laughs) Yeah. When the bird kids are safe. Yeah. Maybe that's the good message after all. (laughs) You're not going to like the start of this next chapter. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. no. Is it Angel? Chapter 36 starts with, No matter how quickly the erasers killed them, the gas man was sure it would feel like forever. Oh, my God. Wait, Gasman, no! Wait, what? Can you say that again? No matter how quickly the erasers killed them, the Gasman was sure it would feel like forever. That's a horrifying sentiment. Yeah. From an eight-year-old. Yeah. So maybe the chapter, uh, the first chapter, we don't just learn about the cabin, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, perhaps Uh... they're going to get followed there. (laughs) Or maybe the erasers already found it. I don't like that. Well... Tune in next time to find out <laughs> yeah. how much you don't like it, I guess. Great. Yeah. Let's talk about what else we're reading then. On a happier note? <laughs> Maybe? <laughs> yeah, depends on the book. Depending on the person, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, again, not reading a whole lot, but I did 
just this morning get an email from the Toronto Public Library that they had accepted my recommendation and I was first on the list for the book I had recommended. So I started reading Once Upon a Tome by Oliver Darkshire, which do you guys follow the Henry Sotheran Antiquarian Bookshop on Twitter? Absolutely not. I have no idea what you're talking about. You are speaking gibberish. (laughs) So it's like a rare and antiquarian book shop okay is it a real place it's a real place in i don't know i'm assuming london and this guy oliver darkshire works there and when he started he started i I don't know how long ago but he started and they had started a twitter account for the store and he started tweeting from it and brought them from like two followers to like forty thousand. like i think they're at well over forty thousand now because he tweets like half realism half like i don't know urban (laughs) magical realism okay about the store so like it's like oh the store has like weird little things going on in it or like the things in the store might have little magic associated with them and stuff like that like he just sort of like half real half made up uh and so he wrote a book about being a antiquarian bookseller which is like kind of a memoir and also kind of a little bit in the same vein and he is so funny like he is maybe one of the funniest people i follow on twitter i follow his store account and then also his private account which is not safe for work sometimes (laughs) (laughs) he's very funny so when i saw that he had written this book i was like i need to get this immediately and i just want i have been it's i started reading it this morning and i've been dying to send both of you like quotes every 10 seconds because <laughs> oh, the writing is so funny um and so i just want to read you like one sentence okay um, and it's like okay imagine the scene there i am puzzling over a book bigger than my arm span which rests in the cradle of my desk like a bible on a lectern idly looking way out of my depth <laughs> <laughs> and i just thought that was great <laughs> yeah that's that's a relatable sentiment yeah. idly looking way out of my depth anyway I am only like four chapters in and I'm loving it. I big fan, huge fan. This is a great book. Wow. Nice. Okay. I just had to talk I'm about convinced. it a lot. Uh, that's fair. Anyway, that's what I've been reading. Uh, four chapters of one book <laughs> today. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you guys? Uh, so I finally made some progress on my chaotic list that uh, you've all heard the last two episodes. Uh, I finished The Serpent and the Wings of Night, which I enjoyed thoroughly. Is it a great fantastically written book no but is it fun (laughs) yes and i loved it so there we are and then i finally finished listening to the audiobook of tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow uh which has a lot of feelings in it Uh, (laughs) it's it's just it's i don't even know how to describe it but like i think i resonate with it because i like books when people are going through shit and figuring it out and there's a lot of that in it and it's about, like, two people building video games, so it's it was good. Fun. I can see why people liked it and why it's so hyped. Other than that, I am still reading Rhythm of War, no shocker there. <laughs> um, and I did start The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk, which is our March Midlight Book Club Book of the Month. Uh, I'm not very far in, but because I finished some other books, I was able to start that. <laughs> and that, that's where we are. <laughs> All right. I am currently reading one book in each format. So in physical 
book. I'm reading The Galaxy and the Grand Within by Becky Chambers, which is one of her Wayfarer novels. So it's just like a chill sci-fi. And I'm listening to All of Our Demise, which is the second half of a YA fantasy duology that that. does not have chill vibes. It's like a battle royale (laughs) style thing. It's very good so far, though. I'm quite enjoying it. And I got approved to read an arc of a Benny's song by P. Jelly Clark, which is a middle grade fantasy of some kind. I haven't gotten very far, but it's quite cute so far. It seems like it's going to be magic-y and very family-oriented, which we know I love, and like heavily based in a Benny's culture, whatever that culture is. <laughs> I don't know yet. Nice. If you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis you should consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at MidlightPod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Tumblr, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And like Max, when we were all baby biologists... May I speak to a test tube, please? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's such a good lie. (laughs) So funny. It's great.